Welcome back to Prospectives. This is episode eight, where you have two professional real estate agents giving you their perspectives on the real estate market. I am Jessica Perventure with Lair Realty Partners, and this is my co-host. Hi everyone, I'm Keith Valancourt, Lair Realty Partners. Um, so, we have like cool stuff to talk about today. The first thing is George Rattiu, I can't say his last name. Rattiu. Rattiu? Um, from Keeping Kurt Matters, recently um, had an interview with Byron Lazine, Lisa Chinati, um, on Knowledge Brokers podcast. We love these people, so go ahead and follow them as well. Um, but the big question, and I know you're hearing it from your buyers, I, and I certainly am, is, am I overpaying? Am I overpaying because we're offering over-ask, over-ask, we're waiving appraisals, we're doing gaps? And there's fear there. And I think it's valid. It's valid of course. fear, right? Of course, because a lot of people are um, maybe looking at just like the last few years as mm -hmm. far as, you know, what they're going uh, based off of. Yeah, and I think that our generation is very jaded by what happened in 2006-8, right? We were told, uh, buy, max out your budget, you're always going to make money, etc. And then it was the biggest crash that like ever had happened. And so <clears throat> there's a lot of our generation, we're telling new homeowners or fear or whatever from sure. your parents or older um, relatives and stuff like that. But we wanted to address some of the things that George mentioned and kind of <clears throat> talk about what we would say to ours, to our clients. And the first thing is it depends on your baseline, right? Sure, absolutely. Um, meaning what values are you looking at? For example, like we just said in 2006, 2010, there was this huge crash. So if you have that fear that that's what's going to happen now, you could understand where you might feel like you're overbidding. But there's major differences between what happened in 2006 and 8 and what's happening now. Absolutely, absolutely. Builders certainly aren't, um, they aren't building the, the um, amount of homes that they, that they were, you know, right? You're, you have to buy the land, you got to buy the property, and then they're starting to build it. There's just, um, the amount of houses that they can build just won't, won't catch up to the amount of people. Yeah, that's certainly one of the big things is we have a major lack of supply. In 2000, leading up to eight, there was tons of supply. I don't know if you remember, but it felt like you drove down the street and it was like for sale, for sale, for yeah, sale. For everyone sale. get a house. Yeah, exactly. You get a house, you get a house. <laughs> and the lending practices were super low. And that's not, we have the like opposite problem now where we have a severe shortage of inventory. And that is gonna keep prices up. And banks aren't giving out loans to just no, anybody. They, the criteria for getting those loans are the checks and balances are just so so in depth now that we'll never come across that issue again. That was you know the, like the wild west of, of real uh, estate 100%. almost. You know, and and that's what people you know. I know there's further research we've done about in recessions and and how much prices have really come down and they're typically like 1% or they don't come down at all they go up so that was such an exception historically um it's just not the same right now and then of course there's always the thing about real estate being a long-term asset and it's the same thing with stocks and bonds and sure. really it's about 
what does your horizon look like? How long are you holding on to that asset? And the longer you hold on to an asset, the more likely you are to win. Of course. Right? So whenever I talk to my buyers, I do talk about what, what's your time frame? Are we talking about it? You, you know you're going to move in the next 12 to 18 months? Okay. <laughs> you might not get your money right. back. Sure. Oh, no, we plan on being here to the kids, you know, for five years until kindergarten. Okay. That's, you're probably going to be in good shape. Oh, we really plan on being here for 10 years or more. Then you're certainly not overpaying. It's always. It, yeah, I mean, it seems like five years is that benchmark. Even in this article, it says, you know, for those who plan to stay in the house five years or longer, data shows that they're likely to build equity and be able to sell for a profit. 100%. So, you know, that is very important fact. One of the very important factors. Yes, absolutely. And then they really, his third point comes back to that construction. We are so severely underbuilt. Um, he's uh, quote, we're in an environment in which the market is not temporarily or momentarily undersupplied. We are structurally underbuilt and that's across the country. And we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago about New Hampshire, that sure. we're currently short 23,000 units and that they uh, are predicting that by 2040 will be short. 60,000 units. And if that's the case, what do you think is going to happen to sure. prices? They're not going to decline. Of course. People still need a place to live. It's like one of the major benchmarks, like whether you're renting or owning, you need a place to be. Sure. Of course. Right? So I think, you know, this is such a hard conversation um, to have with buyers and, you know, buyers. Because it's a tr it's a real fear. Well, remember that the, the people are afraid of still afraid of the rates too, and mm -hmm. and and rates. You know, if you're going on that snapshot of just a few years, you know, you're used to seeing those threes, two threes, fours, fives. You know what I mean? And so yeah. people are expecting that to come down. When in reality, that's a that's a historic low. You know, you're we're probably not going to see those type of rates. You know, they get, they're going to go up and down a little bit, but. You'll yeah. never, we'll probably never be back down at that three for, you know. Yeah, but, and when I think about it, I, I think, and we've talked about this before, I think about what do you have to lose, right? So if you buy now at whatever the current rate is, I think it's close to six and a half. Yeah. If you buy now and rates go down, you refinance. Yeah. If you buy now and rates go up, Thank God you bought now. <laughs> like, I yeah, feel like the rate, as long as you can handle the payment, the rate is kind of not of as important because you're never going to be in a better situation than buying now. Because what we've talked about, too, is when rates go down, buyers are going to come up. That's out. what everybody's waiting for. Yeah. And it's like, why? You know, Because then competition is going to... Yes. A hundred percent and prices are going to go up higher. So I'd rather get it at a lower price now, knowing that I can refinance should that happen, start building equity now. Yeah. And it's up, it's up to us to, to reduce that fear and kind of walk you through these things. Cause you might be like, Oh, you know, good point. Let's, let's get out there and look, or you find that house that you really want to. And now all of a sudden, because of all the information we've given you, um, the rate doesn't seem such like such a bad thing or, you know, you know that you're going to build some equity. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, yeah. but I don't, I, I just feel so strongly like get into something. Yeah. Start. I think Barbara Corcoran said that, like, you got to get in the race. Like just, I actually started following her and watching. Her yeah. Yeah. She's pretty, 
badass actually really <laughs> um so if you have any questions specifically about your needs that's what we're here for um to help you feel comfortable and like you're not overpaying and you're getting what you pay for and uh reach out anytime yeah we can always go through it and yeah just figure and, it out and you know maybe every property is going to be different exactly and right? every person's situation we know is different yeah 100 percent. all right Number two, we are talking about this Redfin report. Now, you've heard us say a hundred million times that it is super important to pay attention to your local market. Absolutely. Not nationwide. They're, they're, we're having, um, so this Redfin report is saying that this is the biggest gap from location to location <clears throat> that the United States has had in since 2009 which is crazy it is crazy so you know you have some areas that are really um dropping in price for example they talk about the san francisco bay area home pr prices are dropping by double digits while areas like florida and miami they're climbing by double digits <clears throat> so this is close to a 30-year gap the highest creating the highest 30-year gap so we just wanted to talk about primarily New Hampshire and what we're seeing here is not necessarily those, um, you know, we saw Nair just put out a big report too about, oh, the third month in a row that prices have decreased and that's not what we're seeing here. No. So if you're listening to that and you're starting to get, thinking you're going to get a deal, that's not what's happening. <laughs> no. Yes. You can't go by what the national market is, um, is saying. You have to stay local um for sure now do you see i feel like i'm seeing some changes like where this weekend i showed a lot of property this weekend and people like they're not even waiting till monday for offers there's like multiple offers on friday and they're setting deadlines for yeah you know i i, uh, I also I actually yesterday i went to an open house and um we went in we checked it out and then i contact the realtor about an hour afterwards and they said that they had just were under agreement and what yeah, and there was all it was literally the middle of the day they hadn't even made it through i mean the open house was like uh, 12 to 3 and i talked to her at five o'clock and it was that's because you know people are taking it sight or not sight unseen but they're taking it as is and they're putting in um you know no contingencies and they're just taking it as is so as a you know you need to Keep that in mind when you're when you're looking for sure. You know. Yeah, and like I I mean I will going so quickly. It's I will say that's so. one of the hard things. If if you you know because every all of us make decisions differently. I tend to be a very quick decision maker, um, but certainly I have clients and friends and family that like to think things through. Mm -hmm. It's a very challenging market for for clients like that. Absolutely. Because there's no time. You know, we, we saw one of my clients, we saw five properties yesterday um, and, and really quite a few of them were good. And they were like, oh, we need to decide what's going to be better for us. The, the deadline on the one they want to put an offer in is today at noon. So it's like, you know, to read through the documents, to make a decision, to run the numbers. You know, I had another client want to put an offer in and her lender had some sort of issue with their software. And he couldn't issue her a new pre-approval for the higher amount. Oh and we just like lose yeah. out. So, 
you really have to be in a mindset of moving quickly and you really have to take some time to think about what you want and need before we get there. All the more reason to pay attention to that local market and all the local statistics yeah. about what's happening because if you if you read those things and you might think that, hey, we don't get this one, we'll get another one. If we don't get this one, we'll get another Well, you might be doing that for, for quite a while and it's it might not um, go back the other way. Well, and that's when mindset comes into play, right? Like you, you have to have a certain amount of faith um, that what will be will be and your property is out there, but you also need to be able to make decisions kind of quickly or to build in some wiggle room into your offers where you have time, inspections, due diligence. Rely on your agents. Mm -hmm. Rely on your, your real estate agents for that type of information. Um, they should be on top of it. You know, they should know all the houses around there. These are options. Mm -hmm. This is what mm -hmm. we've looked at, scoured everything, and um, make the best decision for you guys. And, and anytime your agent's willing to go above and beyond, like I know we do with our age, with our clients, like what other agents do we have relationships with sure. that we can say what's coming on the market soon? What do you have coming soon? You know, I know I sent over a hundred letters into my one of my clients favorite neighborhoods the other day like trying to generate like is there a, a possibility here that might work for them where they do have more time because it's not on the market yet mm -hmm. or, or something of that nature and i think that's so important that you are working with a highly qualified agent that is an expert in your area what neighborhoods are going to go quicker what school districts are better um what's the traffic look like in this area um all those things make a difference and i will say that i think there's a lot that buyers like leave unsaid that as an agent, as you're showing them property, you, you gotta peel out. You got and you gotta <laughs> pick up on that. Like, hey, you said at this other house that the basement was super important for you, and that's why we didn't put an offer on that house. But in this one, now it doesn't matter. Like, are you sure it doesn't matter? Sure. Or you know, um, the more the more you know what you want, the more you'll be able to make that decision, that quick decision when the time comes and you're ready. It's like, no, we. We've looked at all these houses. We're looking for something specific. We've narrowed it down or you've broadened it, you know, and then, and then you can make your decision based on something like that. But yeah, a hundred percent. And I think in this market, especially for first time buyers, um, the, sometimes you go into it thinking, I really want a single family. And then what you find is your money goes further in a condo or a condex or a duplex. And if you know this isn't your forever home, that is a really good option. Um, and as an agent, if you're showing clients property, you need to listen to those things. If the yard isn't the most important thing for them, then maybe you you suggest that we go through a condex or a condo or something like that. Um, if you're showing property after property after property and they don't like anything, you're showing them the wrong properties, right? Like, or there needs to be an adjustment. So yep. who you work with matters. Um, and that brings us to our final topic, which is the National Association of Realtors put out their monthly membership report. And as expected, agents are falling off yep. pretty substantially. Um, so, oh, you know, for a multitude of reasons, I'm sure, and, but expected. Yeah, what, as the market gets tougher, people fall off, right? Mm -hmm. There's that we've talked um, previously about far fewer transactions this year. Mm -hmm. 
which means there's less to go around to go around of course um so we've lost about 10,000 agents a little over 10,000 agents month over month from march to april over 10,000 agents nationwide and what we're seeing is um again similar to the the price changes there's a big difference um market to market state to state absolutely but the only thing i've i you know most of them however have stayed the same or gone down there's only there's only one or two states that have actually increased their their memberships so yeah and uh, those are florida Right. Um, and which we know, as we just talked about with prices, because yep. prices continue to go up. And West Virginia, funny enough. Yeah, I didn't dig into that one too much, but um, yeah, I, I, that did raise some eyebrows. I don't know. Yeah, West it's, <laughs> maybe it's, it's up and coming here. Yeah, it's up and coming. So in New Hampshire, we have come down year over year almost 3% in the number of agents. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about it. Pretty big number. If you followed me at all, you know that I say that. Like half of the agents in the state of New Hampshire do less than six deals a year, um, which to me is not a full-time agent, and I would be weary. Um, so I'm all for it. Like fall off. Those of yeah, you oh, doing one, yeah, of one or two deals a year, of course. Um, I'm go find something else to do because I'll gladly take. Make sure you shop your agents. As you know, much as your house, yeah. You know, it's um, a lot of times you'll just, you know, put something on. I'd like to check this property. Somebody assigned to somebody. You see them. Yep, they're nice enough, that sort of thing. But you don't have to do that. You can you can look. You can find somebody that you connect with. You can find somebody that is going to show you the best property that's going to go above and beyond. Yeah, and I think it, it's worth, I mean, it's always a great idea. First and foremost, you have to connect with your agent. They need to be someone you trust and is responding or communicating you to you in such a way. Um, but the other great thing is like, that data is all public knowledge. Like, look it up. How many deals did they do last year? How many deals did they do in the town you're looking for? I think clients more likely shop their listing agent mm -hmm. than their buying agent. And I think that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. um, I know that our policy is to have lifelong clients. So if I help you buy your first home, I hope you come back to me. Um, to sell that home and buy the next one. And that's what I'm trying to create. And I am here still. I'm not like, oh, my other job is taking me here sure. or, you know, I'm not doing real estate anymore or I do it on the side. You know, this is our full-time job. This is what we work really hard at doing and building a business. Um, so there's nothing wrong with interviewing your buyer's agent as well and getting that information. How many buyers have you represented? What towns are you looking in? How do you manage your time? Do you do this full time? Are you going to respond to me at, you know, are you a night owl? Are you a morning sure. person? Like, do they, are they working at the same time that it will be convenient for you? Those are all important questions to have um, and make sure you ask them. Yeah, don't, don't feel like you can't. A hundred percent. You're not. You know, until you sign with us. <laughs> and interview us, too. Yes, of course. I mean, if you're watching us, we pretty much are. You see what you get. Um, you get what you see. Is that how that phrase goes? I think it's you get what you see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You see what you <laughs> Anyway, we are so glad you joined us this week. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye, y'all. Thanks, everyone.